Hey classmates, this is Kylan. You are now listening to Altar Call with Jay Davis, a collaboration with the Black Seminarian's Table podcast. This Black Seminarian Table Black Seminarian Table Seminarian's table. I have a seminarian at the Black Seminarian's table. I have a seat at the Black Seminarian's table. I have a seat at the Black Seminarian's table. What's going on, y'all? This is your favorite cousin, Jay Davis, here, and I am so excited to be in this space with you all. I cannot say that enough. I am so excited to be in this space with you all. Um, And I want to welcome you to the first episode of Altar Call. Let's breathe that in for a second. This is the first episode of Altar Call, y'all. What a joy it is to be here. So welcome, 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 welcome to Altar Call. That is A-L-T-E-R. And this is the podcast that dives into the rich tapestry of Black faith and the vibrant lives of the LGBTQ plus community that is living beyond the binary. Join us as we embark on an illuminating journey that celebrates the intersections of spirituality, identity, and diversity. Each episode will engage in candid conversations, exploring the unique stories, struggles, and triumphs of those who courageously navigate the complex terrain of faith and gender identity, from personal antidotes to insightful discussions with thought leaders. Altar call is your space, is our space, is my space, right? Where we are here to uncover the intricate connections between these two empowering realities. Together, we'll challenge norms, amplify voices, and embrace the power of unity in our shared quest for authenticity, love, and acceptance. So tune into Altar Call, and let's explore the boundless possibilities when Black faith and the LGBTQ plus community come together to redefine what it means to thrive beyond the binary. On this first episode, we're going to be talking about embracing authenticity as well as coming out. Um, This is a tough one, y'all. This first episode will be a conversation with none other, me. (laughs) So let's get into it. Um, I wanted to do the first episode alone because I want to, I want you all to get to know who I am and why I'm doing this. So I was born in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, and I should say this. My pronouns are they, them. Um, yeah. And I'm excited about that, right? I'm a non-binary being. I graduated from the illustrious Tuskegee University. Uh, I attended Duke Divinity School for my NDiv. And I just graduated in May from Candler with my THM, which is a master's in theology, where my research focused on making the Black church an inclusive space for all. 
Um, so yeah, let's get into it. I was born in Mobile, Alabama, raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and one can say the South raised me, period. Like I am Southern through and through, and I'm unashamed in that. But it could be a place where the South could be a place where I am never truly accepted for who I am. But I love it, right? I love being in this space where my body, when it shows up to areas, it disrupts. And because I'm reminded of how Jesus constantly walks um, throughout this, throughout his time period um, as a disruptive being. Um, So, yeah, I grew up in the church. And though there were never no sermons explicitly saying um, being gay is a sin, this mentality and moral belief was taught and communicated through various methods. Um, the talk of sexuality, gender, or even how the body functions became non-existent. These talks never existed because I believe the church was and continues to be afraid of the intercessions that we all carry within us. And later on, we'll get into an episode where we talk about those intersections, right? Where we talk about how and why the church is afraid. Um, But yeah, I will say that the first person I came out to was myself. I told myself I wasn't going to cry, but the first person I came out to was myself. And um, that was a hard journey within, within my whole body. Um, I remember when I didn't, when I was um, in hiding or surviving, if you will, um, I was in this space of constant pain, um, body aching in every way, um, not really truly being who I was, consistently depressed, consistently filled with anxiety. I still have anxiety, but it's not, it's not related to uh my identity um but yeah like this was something that I had dealt with for years prior to me coming out um and when I came out to my family the journey was quite hard with ruptured relationships that still haven't healed um things are quite different between my mom and I um things are quite different between my dad and I, um, my mom and dad were best friends that ended up being together for um, quite some time. Um, never got married, but they had me, and I guess you could say they remained best friends, right? And um, I am my dad's only child. I'm the oldest of three on my mother's side, and. Um, Coming out was quite hard for both of them to accept. I don't want to, I do not want to relive trauma, but I will say that if I was at home when I came out, I don't know if I would still be here today. So, with coming out while living in North Carolina, I had space to myself and I was with the community that embraced me regardless of what my biological family said or did or stated in such a way. 
So that's one thing I will say is make sure you have community around you that fully accepts you. And if you cannot find community, make sure you fully accept yourself. <sighs> so, yeah, like I lost a lot of friends and I still have relatives who offer gazes of disapproval. And it was and continues to be my faith that keeps me in my day-to-day life. And I say that without hesitancy, right? Like I, it was truly my faith. It was truly God that like literally carried me through coming out to myself. There would be moments where I couldn't even say the word gay um, or lesbian or queer. Um, For one, I was afraid to say those words out loud, even when I was alone. Um, But once I came out and said those words it was like a freedom not even freedom a liberation if you will that pursued my body consumed it and I have never felt that type of liberation in my entire life until that moment I really had to um, sit with myself after burying the hurt and lies that inflicted upon my own body um I came out while in seminary, and that was quite a journey. Um, I remember hearing a sermon from a colleague who identified as Black, queer, and um, a woman. And at the time, I identified as my gender being a woman, but um, since then, I'm definitely not binary, consider myself as that. Um, androgynous if you will Um, but yeah when I heard this sermon it was a powerful sermon and I just remember them telling their testimony throughout this sermon and I was just like wow God like we can be we are non-monolithic beings like black bodies can be a both and being like um, they stated that they were both queer and a person of faith, both gay and Christian. And I had to sit with that for a second. Um, I was one of those people that went around and stated that I have been delivered from same-sex attraction. Um, I don't know. I thought I did something that was right at that time, but as time progressed, um, and by the time I got to seminary, I really had a lot of questions, <laughs> a lot of questions for God. I went in thinking that, oh, I'll be a campus minister, but came out wanting to do more research on why was it so hard for my body, my being to accept the authentic person that God created. Um, So yeah, I am a scholar. I am black. I am trans. Yet I don't fit into one category with also embracing the non-binary and the multi-dimensional nature of life, the diversity that naturally exists within life with studying the seamless intersections of faith, transness, and blackness. So my whole journey caused me to be on this 
research path <laughs> to wanting to know more, not only just about me, but people like me, right? Um, it took me a while to develop. Uh, it took me a while to develop to really sit with my own trans body. And one of my favorite quotes is by Gloria Anzadua. And she states this, I must forsake home, comfort zones, both personal and cultural, every day of my life to keep burgeoning into the tree of myself. You know, Gloria Anzadua speaks to the way in which she must break the binary of what she has been forced to be. Forsaking homes is placed around the ideology of living beyond the binary so that one can become their most authentic selves. Though home may seem like a foreign land, I know for a fact I am only a stranger to those who refuse to see me, refuse to see this blackness, refuse to see this trans body, refuse to see how God created me. Um, as a black trans and sacred being, because hashtag trans is holy, right? Um, black trans lives matter. Black queer lives matter. And we cannot truly get to a place of liberation if we do not see that. If we cannot reimagine what does it look like for the image of God, the Imago Dei, to be a black trans woman. Um or to just be a black trans body. So as you can tell, as we get to an end, um, as we get as we begin to close, you know, had to bring out my churches this a little bit. I want I want you all to sit with this. What does it mean to forsake the home of which you have left or that you are trying to rediscover? What does it mean to truly sit with yourself and ask yourself these questions of who am I? Who is this person that God created? Folks, this, this journey is not easy, but it's, it doesn't have to be lonely as well. We have community. And my hope is that Altar Call becomes that community for you. So once again, I am excited. I am excited for you all to journey with me as we have these deep, impactful conversations with different faith leaders, with different thought leaders um, from all different walks of life. I want to say thank you for listening to my story. And you'll begin to, as episodes begin to come out, um, you'll hear more and more about me. But until then, I want you to stay safe. I want you to stay loved. And I want you to be full of peace. All right, y'all. Peace out from your favorite cousin, Jay Davis. And thank you again for tuning into Altar Call. Seat 
at the Black Seminarian's table. I have a seat at the Black Seminarian's table. I have a seat at the Black Seminarian's table.